The Matt Wyatt Show podcast is made possible by Mississippi Land Bank. Buying or selling, make sure you go there first. Online at mslandbank.com. That's Mississippi Land Bank, where they understand the lay of the land in North Mississippi. Masters Day 1, 2020. They are having the tournament during the commercial break there. Flipping through social media, went back and saw where they had the uh, video, the the video out there of Jack Nicholas, Gary Player, starting the tournament this morning. You know, JB, I, I haven't watched a ton of um, golf. I, well, yeah, golf <laughs> in general this year, yeah. but I haven't watched a ton of the tournament today. But I, I watched a few shots. Of course, they're. You know, they're at ESPN. They were following DeChambeau as well as Tiger, obviously. And I, like I saw Tiger's tee shot at 16, and he really hit a nice tee shot right at the stick, just passed it and brought it back down the hill just a little. But there's no fans there, so you don't have these big galleries of people. So it looks so much different that there's nobody standing over there, right? But then they yeah, hit their you shots. You see a lot of the beauty, man. Well, yes, certainly, yeah. You can see the course. It's funny how the course itself is just cool to look at. Right. But then they hit their shots, and I hear people clapping. And I'm like, who's clapping? There must be a few people out there. I think there are. I think there's a limited number uh, that we're allowed to to go per day. And, then, of course, you got the people who remembers at Augusta. Hmm. Okay. And, and so- like a buddy of mine said this morning, he texts me, and he goes, I'm so tired of hearing the – the uh, the crowd called patrons. It's the only golf tournament where they use the word patron. Patrons, yeah. <laughs> well, it's odd. I, I don't know. I thought, who's clapping? So you're telling me it's there's a few people allowed on there, just general fans? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Pretty sure. See, I didn't even know that. Now I know. It's just different, though, seeing it without fans. There, there's not the obstruction that you would have, if, you know, with some fans like around 18. Right, right. You can't see anything with the green. But, uh-huh. that, but now when they show the view a while ago on the uh, live feed, man, <laughs> that's, that's pretty daunting. Right. Standing on that tee box looking up and go, huh, I got to hit me a little three-wood butter cut around this. You know what? <laughs> it's got to be easier on those players playing out there with no fans. It's oh, got to be better on them. Definitely not distracting. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You know, you're not worried about taking some guy's knee out also off the edge of the 18 tee box right there, you know? <laughs> or just just sending someone to meet Jesus, hitting them in the temple. Exactly. Like, <laughs> Gosh, I'm sorry. Yeah. You don't you have sign a waiver. You're not worried about that either. <laughs> that's a good point. All right, y'all text me on the Country Please and text line, Country Please and Sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. The best. Walk up in there and say, Country Please and Please. Don't know what you mean. Uh, Coffee Norman. Speaking of, Norman, let me pour a little back in the cup here. I drank all of it earlier. Got hot, fresh coffee in my thermos here from High Point Roasters in New Albany. HighPointRoasters.com. Tell Dan the coffee man, I said, what's up? 
Oh, look at it. Smoking. Well, steaming. It's not smoke. It's steam. But whew, smoking hot. All right. Coffee Norman says, Matt, what would your thoughts be on Will Rogers at this point? Anything that says he can't grow in this offense and make all the throws? He says, I've heard Brian Haydad mention he's under-impressed. I would say it's hard to evaluate at this point with all the problems. That's from Coffee Norman. Yeah, and everybody entitled their opinion. Uh, I will tell you for some context here, Norman. Um, so what, he played in his third game or fourth? I think it was his third game. I think that's right. In the previous two, he didn't start, obviously. Starting his first when you go win it. That's a pretty good way to start. Uh, and I have clipped out. They're sitting right now on my iPad, right in front of me, waiting for me to look at each play and drop a little film study of each and put it together on a video and put a film study out there of some of the plays that he had. Uh, good and bad, I guess you'd call it that. There really wasn't a ton of bad, honestly, in the Vanderbilt game. So what helped, what, what was he doing within the offense that got him out to a 17-zip lead? But then what did Vandy do to start to get him off the field some and force several punts in a row? Was it seven, eight punts in a row? I think at one point in the game. So I was gonna I'm gonna break all that down. So just in going back and watching for that, pulling some of those plays out, uh, I had a, a few thoughts that I thought, okay, this is how this is gonna go when I start looking at it based on that. So let me just kind of ramble, okay? We got time. We got time. I would tell you everybody has a right to their own opinion. Um and sometimes some of us that might know X's and O's and understand X's and O's, we might actually be a little hindered uh, in our evaluation or we might hesitate in our criticism. Even if someone might deserve criticism, we might hesitate a little bit if we've been through it or we're kind of looking a little more in-depth at X's and O's. Whereas somebody who doesn't understand all that stuff and really, doesn't really understand it, they might be a little easier for them to look at something on the surface and go, that ain't working, or that looks good. You don't have to base it on anything other than just sort of the eye test, you know, passing the eye test thing. That's what I would tell you. So for me, when I look at it from an X's and O's deal, what I see with Will is he can make all the throws. I, he's made strong throws, opposite hash throws. Um, you know, the touchdown to Malik Heath – against Texas A&M was a really strong throw. I don't know if the ball was in the middle of the field or, or exactly where it was positioned, but, you know, he's throwing left sideline. He's got to get it in there with velocity and time for him to make a move after the catch, and it's against zone coverage, and he got it in there. Um, I've seen a deep throw, plenty of arm strength, you know, where he has basically a bomb TD in that hole shot against cover two in the Alabama game late, but he, you know, they missed it. It's overthrown by a, a foot or two. To Osiris Mitchell, plenty of arm strength. So what I've seen is a guy can make all those throws. Yeah, ain't no doubt. Um, so arm strength, no problem. You know, the other thing to me that I really like from him is, I think somebody who's not been through it, sometimes you discount it too quickly. And that is, he's doing this as a true freshman. It's a tough thing, man. Listen, it is a tough deal. 
as a guy who this time last year you're playing high school football at Brandon High School, and now you're lining up at Bryant-Denny Stadium in Tuscaloosa, and this game counts. This ain't no garbage time. Now you're starting in a home game against Vanderbilt. You know, it's all on you. And the other there isn't there is no practice life. This is it. I mean, this is the this is <laughs> this the deal. Is, yeah. It is a totally different thing trying to go get it done as a true freshman. No question. There's a reason. It's just like Mike Lee said. There's a reason that it's really hard to find examples of true freshmen who were just spectacular. <laughs> it's because it's very seldom does it happen. Okay. So you can make all the throws, number one. Number two, I'm impressed with handling the line of scrimmage, uh, getting people lined up, handle the motion, snap the ball on time, not get delayed games. You're operating at the line, even making a check or two as a true freshman, which he did against Vandy. I'm very impressed with that. That's hard. And then the third thing I think I was most impressed with is in that 17-0 run against Vanderbilt to start the game, he got rid of the ball so quickly, inconsistently, play after play. He's reading it correctly, catch the ball, throw. Read it correctly, catch the ball, step up, throw. Boom, boom, boom. No hesitation. No hesitation. You can't get to me because I'm constantly throwing a ball on time. And what they do? They just go score, score, score. 17-0. And it was this obvious difference between watching him operate in the first part of that game Versus when we watched K.J. Costello operate against zone coverage, how he would really hold the ball. and Things were very hesitant, very slow to get the ball out. And then you're getting hit, and then there's balls batted up, and the completions are bang, bang. And you know all that stuff. Well, Will was really operating quickly, making quick decisions, and that stood out to me, and that's a really a positive thing. You know, some of the negatives would be that once they're up 17-zip, We've just disconnected, going to a commercial. All right, back with you, JB. There we go. There we go. Ooh, thank you, man. Yeah, we're back. I was just fixing to get up. <laughs> it's just one of those quick dropout things. Uh, real quick, another thing uh, about real Will Rogers that you point to is how did Vanderbilt start getting him off the field and forcing him into some mistakes? Well, they didn't really do a lot of things that were just hugely different. They didn't just totally scrap their zone coverage and two safeties and just all-out blitz. They didn't do that, but they did tweak it. They did start, they'd rotate one guy out and bring the safety in and like bring him from center field and blitz a few times. And it, I'm going to say that it, it didn't look to me like they were totally confusing Will Rogers. It just looked to me like he hadn't dealt with that before at this level. And there were a couple times where he and receivers weren't reading the adjustment together, which you have to do. So overall, I would go, considering true freshman and didn't have spring, didn't have lead-up summer, I'm actually impressed with Will Rogers and what he's been able to do. He should have two touchdown throws instead of two uh, interceptions also if a guy just fights for the football. I'm actually impressed. Y'all stick around.